0: Hail, hail, good evening, folks. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Endless Celts podcast. It's Friday night, there's four of the regular panel here ready to uh, preview <coughs> this weekend's big derby, the fourth derby, the fifth derby of the season. And uh, we're going to get re- down into it. Uh, I hope the bar is open at Endless Celts HQ, it definitely is over here. And thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. Is the start of the bank Holiday weekend. What better way? Then to start by joining in the debate with us, lads, and talking all things Celtic. So I'm Anthony, one of the regular contributors to the show. I'm filling in for Stephen, the host tonight. But I'm delighted to be joined by three regular panels. First of all, from an unknown but secure location, Wally Dobbin is in the house. How are we, mate?
1: No good. We're back in the bunker, mate. There's been lots of shouts in the comments, so we're back in. Hopefully the uh, connection holds <laughs> up. But all good, mate. Looking forward to the weekend. It's been a long week, but looking forward to Sunday.
0: Good man, good man. And of course, the resident Michelangelo is here, as talented with a paintbrush as he is with a microphone. Roscoe is in the building right mate? <laughs> what an introduction, Tony. Something I don't deserve.
2: <laughs> I, I'm good, though, mate. Good. I always like coming on a Friday night. You get a wee beer, and uh, it's pre but you could probably say is our biggest game of the season to date. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. We have got the big names previewing the big game, quite literally. And last but not least, certainly not least, the man with the plan, the sound guy, the tech guy, the co-host, <laughs> the graphic designer, the man that he holds everything together. Bobby Madden's nemesis John Tomlinson is <laughs> in the house How are we doing mate? I'm
3: good mate, I'm good I, I'm, Friday's not normally a day I get to come on Because I'm usually <clears> busy <throat> at weekends But So it's good to come on with you boys and have a wee beer And like I say, it's like, mm-hmm. we're, like the Rosses And even they wanted p- quite possibly the biggest game of the season So, I'm buzzing
0: Absolutely And uh, well it's delighted to join in these all tonight boys And uh, we're going to get right on Straight into it Before we... Go right into the previewing the the derby. I've just got a few things want to get through first. And first of all, we'll starting a bit of a, a somber note. Um, today just like last week, um, last Friday was the anniversary of one of our um iconic Lisbon Lions passing. It's the same today as well. Today's the third uh, anniversary of Stevie Chalmers uh, passing. Uh, another Celtic icon. 393 appearances. 228 goals of course, one of those being the most important goal ever scored uh, in our history. Um, I don't know legend, icon, God, immortal, all of that, all of the above and more. Uh, Ross, would you agree?
2: Absolutely. Uh, Like you say, he's probably scored the most important goal in the club's history, and what a goal it was. Uh, I've not really, obviously, not got any memories of him playing properly, but... um, I had uh, a night in Parkhead one night and I got my picture taken with him and he uh, was an absolute gentleman uh, I was probably a bit worse for wear at the time which is why I got the courage to go over and ask for the picture <laughs> but uh, I just a, an absolute gentleman like probably all of the Lisbon lines are just that generation it's a generation thing as well just different different upbringing or gentleman and I uh, just a legend of the club
0: couldn't agree more, and uh, William, just anything you want to, t- to add to that?
1: don't think there's as much to add, to be honest, he's a mortal like the rest of them, and the fact that he scored the goal uh, makes him even more special, uh, I, I, exactly what you said and exactly what you were t- talking about last week, hero, icon, legend, whatever's above that, he's up there with them.
0: <coughs> and I'm sure you would uh, be a unanimous uh, agreement there, John.
3: Nah, eh, I think. Nah, I'm joking. Eh, aye, obviously. One of, one, of, one of the good things about being asked last as well is I can just say I echo everything that Ross and Williams said and just leave it at that. But I mean, i absolute legend. And like you say, is that scoring the winning goal and cementing his legacy and Celtic's legacy within football? Obviously, a fantastic thing. So,
0: aye. So lovely. he's uh, one of one of the, the, the. He is a member of the. Greatest Celtic side of all time, and uh, it was you know went too soon. But as always, our, um, our thoughts and prayers will always be with, with Stevie's uh, family. Um, they will never walk alone. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we'll move on, guys, and uh, just some what to sort of touch on from what happened during the week. It was the <laughs> team of the year, SPFL <clears throat> team of the year announcement, and as you can imagine, uh, overwhelming majority, um, Celtic. Dominated uh, the proceedings. Six of the 11, and uh, there could be an argument for even more could have been included. But um, we'll just go through Cameron Carter Vickers, Joseph Juranovic, <coughs> Captain Callum McGregor, Jota, Tom Rogic, and uh, the little genius himself, Kyogo, all included, Willie. Um, I'm sure we would all agree that nobody could really dispute any of those. But could you actually say, is there anyone you think missed out? Uh,
1: possibly aye I think you could have had a, a few more in there um, Kyle goes in there and he's only played about three months of the season which is nuts but he deserves to be there I, I, would, have, I would have argued maybe at least one or two more uh, I thought we'd dominate it we've been absolutely superb this season and by far and away the best team in the league uh, and I think that will show at the end of the season when we left the trophy uh, yeah pretty dominant I think maybe one or two could have been in there. A couple of the January signings, if they signed at the start of the year, might have been in there as well. So
0: that's it. Um, what about yourself, John? Would you, uh, you? You mean I'm, I'm sure you 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 are <clears> absolutely gas that your favourite Mister Taylor never made the, the slot at left back.
3: <laughs> no, listen, he's 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 had a better second half of the season. I'll say that much. Uh he's nah. The, the, it's fantastic achievement to even have that many guys in it. That like you said, you could argue that we deserve more. But I mean it's wouldn't it be fair on everybody else if we just whitewashed it just completely? Then we do you have to include other people just for the sake of it, eh? So I mean I'm I'm happy with the with the inclusions we've got, but like William says as well, there's a couple that you could maybe argue. Abada, for example, but we man that I was quite surprised didn't get in because he's had a fantastic season. And I mean, like again, he recently he's barely played, but his stats speak for itself.
1: I think young uh, uh, is it Regan Cook at Ross County. He's a stick on to be in there. But other than that, like, I think any other positions that aren't Celtic boys could quite easily be uh, switched out for a couple more Celtic boys. I think Ro- the the boy at Ross County is the only stick on for the team for me.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Well, I mean, he, he did make the he did make the team. Uh, Charles Cook, but when you look at some of the the other guys, I mean, you could perhaps argue. John Sitter's inclusion maybe it was partly due to his uh, international exploits mm-hmm. as well, uh, Ross. Uh, and I suppose even though we always will always have a soft spot for Craig Gordon, but there was just as much uh, a contention for Joe Hart there as well.
2: Um, well, initially when I seen it, I thought, "How the hell is Joe Hart no I made it?" But then I took a step back and I thought about it, and I was like, "I mean, you look at probably." the amount of shots that Craig Gordon has faced compared to Joe Hart and Hart's are, excuse me, they're third in the league, so I, I think like the guys said, like Charles Cook is a stick-on, I think probably when you think about it, Gordon probably was a stick-on in front of Hart purely just for the the, the shots faced to saves ratio uh, I, I think Taylor can consider himself unlucky, I think uh, The only reason, I I think that they've sort of tried to shoehorn in, and they didn't want to uh, have Juranovic missing out, who's been exceptional on the right-hand side as well. So I think that's the only reason Taylor's missed out. I think you look at Morelos, he's done well for Rangers, absolutely no doubt about it. I think when you look at Kyogo being included, uh, having not played the full season, I think Jacob could consider he unlucky. Yeah. I think in the second half of the season, he's been the talisman for Celtic, the the guy that's led the line and like basically propelled us towards this league title in the second half of the season. Uh, but it's it's one of the things you don't get to got. It's not I'm too fussed about. It. It's it's nice to see that amount of players in, and it's testament to what we've done. But at the end of the day, you get nothing for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You're absolutely bang on It's all about the big awards uh, which are fast approaching being handed out, Ross. And uh, just before we go any further, just want to say a big welcome along to all the regulars and all the newcomers uh, that are joining us tonight. I totally appreciate that it's still pretty nice weather out there and, uh, you know, they've probably... You've been given the opportunity to sit out and have a few beers and whatnot tonight, but you are spending it probably just in the other best way possible by uh, coming along with us and getting stuck in. So keep uh, putting your, your comments and that in the chat. We'll bring the best ones up. We'll read some out as well. Um, it's just that's that's what we do. You guys are the part of the show as well. So thanks again for joining in. Uh, everyone at the show really appreciates it. Um, but yeah, I think like, I can't really add much more than what you guys have regarding the team of the year. Like we say, it's not the most. Uh, it's not. Odd. Good evening, Tom Linson Senior. Uh, I hope all's well across the sea, mm-hmm. mate. Um, tell that Stephen of yours, we asking for him as well. Um, but but yeah, that's the thing. The, the most important thing is the the team awards, and uh, we're certainly in pole position to win that, and no shot, um For most reasons, due to the man in the dugout. Uh, John, uh, who takes me seamlessly into my next link about how Ange has been—he's uh, the outstanding candidate for manager of the year as well. He's on the short list. Why there is a short list? I've no idea. Um, you know, <laughs> clearly there is nobody else that even comes close to him as far as I'm concerned. When you look at the messy inherited, when he's came over here on his own, when of course there was a sticky start and we had to—you know—we fell a bit behind Rangers. To do what he's done put us in this position right now there is surely only one uh, contender to get the Manager of the Year award
3: No absolutely, like you said I don't even know why There's, it's, it should be completely unanimous like you said, the mess that he's inherited and the way he's managed to turn it around and the position that we're in because of him uh, is absolutely incredible and he should get a separate award as well just for the way he's handled the media I think he deserves some recognition for that as well <laughs> Uh, he's been absolutely incredible, and I don't think anybody uh, within the Celtic support expected him to do what he's done, or to be as good as he is as a manager as well. But it's testament to, to the, the the job he's done, absolutely, and he deserves it. If if if, if he doesn't win it, I, I'm going to be going out and destroying some <laughs> shoe <wouldn't he? laughs>
0: windows. the question? So, uh, <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Well, I, you know, just what John's saying there about the way he addresses the media. From day one, he's never got too overexcited when we've won. He's never he's kept things in perspective when we've lost, and but always just made sure that the media know that that he's got the hold of them. Essentially, (coughs) the the best one today was when we're obviously trying to they were pleading with him to just give Rangers a big a big sort of credit for their performance last night and I suppose in a way we we're not going to sit here and say we weren't wish we were in the semi-final but you could tell that he was trying to get brought into a, a sort of war of words in, in a way and he just says look if you want to talk about uh, what football clubs in Scotland can do I can just take you downstairs and, and show you you know it's just it's, you know exactly what he's meaning and the media just don't like it when he, they they won't, won't sing to their tune
1: No it's just I've, not, I've, I've honestly not got one negative word to say about the guy since he's came in. He's an absolute God in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the mess he's inherited, the way he goes about himself, his, his demeanour, and, and he's, every time I see him <clears> with, <throat> with the media, it's just an absolute... I'm either, I'm either wetting myself laughing or just on my knees thinking, thank Christ we've got this man. He's just an absolute... That today was just brilliant. Um. I think there's a couple others. Somebody put up the at um, uh, Arbroath. He's got to. Uh, he's, he's it. But Dick Campbell's got to be in the shout. What he's done there is unbelievable. And uh, I, I, I think for Malky Mackay as well. He's worked wonders at Ross County. But uh, again, I think they're just there just to make up the numbers. Uh, the, the big man's got to get it, um, and not just like you say, not just because the success he's brought to the club, but what he's done. And the person he is, I think he's been absolutely wonderful for our game, and long may it continue. Long may it continue him being at the helm. I keep saying it, give him the Alan Pardew contract. Eight year or (laughs) 20 year, whatever it was.
0: Well, I I would certainly uh, second that. But Ross, Franco brings up a a brilliant point there. Rodgers won the treble. Uh, uh, This was in his second season when he won the double treble, and he didn't get it, um, on the basis, and I'll never forget it, the, the Daily Record were quoted at the time as saying, because Celtic are expected to do it, despite the fact that it had literally never been achieved in Scottish football before, and this is where it gets a bit frustrating, because you look at it last year, there was only, for me, a, a, a guy like Callum Davidson with his OCC had won a cup double, <laughs> and yet they gave it to the guy with no, <laughs> the, 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 the won a league title in front of no fans, Oh, Paul, you are making the best choice tonight. You can't get it on catch up. This is only live once.
1: Ross, Tony asked you a question, man.
2: Oh, d- Sorry, what did you say, sorry? <laughs> I was too busy reading that and then laughing at it and I totally like,
0: zoned out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't worry, Johnny, cut that out. See, that Remind before we used to record it like we used to be able to edit all that. Uh. Well, I was just saying, basically, that one of the frustrations was and it's similar to the, the team of the year. We, we accept that it's maybe not, it's not the most important of things, but it's the frustration of why the media keep changing the goalposts with it. And it was on the comment that Franco brought up that Celtic won a double treble and Brendan Rodgers didn't get it because, and by quote, quote, unquote, it was expected, despite the fact nobody had ever won a double treble in Scotland before. And yet last season, when Callum Davidson done a footballing miracle in my eyes, won in two domestic cups, um, they gave it to the guy that only won a title because there was no fans in the ground. Aye, well...
2: I, I know what you're saying about the double treble, but I, I think, obviously, it's manager of the year, so mm-hmm. the, the award isn't actually for the double treble. It's for mm-hmm. the treble, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, you could say at the time a weaker Rangers Celtic probably are expected to do it. Regardless, he should, he should get the award, he should get the accolade for doing a treble. He's won every trophy that was put in front of him domestically. But he doesn't get it. But I think... This season, I think, Ange should and probably will get it purely based on the fact that what he inherited, uh, uh, there's a stronger Rangers who were 25 points, I think it was 25 points in front of us. And to turn that around is, uh, it's nothing short of remarkable because that team that he inherited was laddies and Guys that weren't way to be there. I mean, you look back to the start of the season and he was performing quite well. But guys like Ryan Christie, Christopher Ayer, right? They, not so much Christie, but Ayer went for big money. These guys, they're, they're not even... I don't want to say they're forgot about because they did do great things at the club, but they haven't been missed one iota. And there's nobody going to tell me that Christopher Ayer is a better defender than Cameron Carter-Vickers. Nobody's got to tell mm-hmm. me that. Christopher Ayer was average at best, and for us to get 13 million for him was unbelievable business. The guys that Ange's brought in, the, the 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 transfers, what he's done in the transfer market, that and Jell and this team together in such a short space space of time, I, I remember when Rodgers first came in and what he'd done after Dial, I, I can't believe... How good we were, and we we done the Invin- invincible, a uh, uh, season in the league and that the whole, the whole domestic league a uh, season, and it was incredible. And I always remember saying to my dad, "It's nothing short of incredible." But he's done, and it was. I know we haven't went invincible. I know we haven't done a treble, but I think this team was the far it's one of the biggest messes I've seen Celtic in, in a long, long time. And just turned it on its head completely. And if he does not get the manager of the year, it is an
0: absolute travesty. Maybe. Well, I'm sure that the next few weeks it'll be uh, the shot. He was shortlisted this week. The announcement will come, sure, before the end of the domestic league season. So, uh, you know, we just hope that, uh, that the right one comes out. And um, we just have to say some of the comments coming up, everyone's getting prepared for the big game on Sunday, uh, which is what we're coming right into just now. And I'm going to come, come straight back to you, Ross, uh, for this one again. This is uh, the fifth meeting of the two teams this season. It's two wins apiece, although um, Celtic have got a six-point advantage, essentially a seven-point with the goal difference. One cup in the bag already. Rangers, of course, got their Scottish Cup final appearance due to uh, defeating us in the last game. So, as you often allude to on this podcast, that there isn't that much between the sides. And when you look at it now, although we are very much in the driving seat, we have to still respect that there is still um, a few games left in the season. This is essentially a Champions League playoff. So it's, it's a £40 million uh, game. £20 million when Celtic were top of the league, uh, now Celtic are top of the league of course, but a few months ago when Rangers were top, the media were very quick to tell you it was 40 million uh, upwards. So I'm sticking with the original figures. Um, how are you feeling about it? Are you nervous or are you feeling relatively calm? Um, you're always
2: There's always a slight element of nerves. More than a slight element of nerves going into a Celtic Rangers game. But uh, after the defeat the last time, I don't think we turned up... Um, but I'm still confident at at home against strangers. The, the finish line's in sight. We can smell blood. This team just they we see it all the time. It's, it's it's actually, boring to say it again. But they done it, They did not stop. And I, I I'm confident. And I, I I want a a performance for the referee. Uh, if Rogic starts, I want the referee to referee the game. And not allow Rangers to make the game where it was the last time and nullify our creative players. And by the way, Rangers are quite entitled to do it. That's entirely their prerogative. But we need a strong referee to, to allow our to protect our technical players. And if that happens, then I only see one winner. And I'm I'm confident that Celtic can do it. It's it's so close now that they can almost touch it. And if they I think it will be similar that way. The last game at Parkhead, where we came off the back of the, the victory against Dundee United, and we just sensed this is our opportunity to go top of the league, and we grabbed it with both hands with no out back. This is now the chance to all but seal it, and I think again we'll grab it with both hands. Well, here, here's
0: hoping certainly. Um, John, Callum McGregor made. Um, a comment in the, the media this week about how he felt that perhaps the, the semi-final defeat was perhaps, when you look back at it, the, there's a lot of players that, have, that, that are still there from the Invincible season and, and the, the quadruple treble winning years, but, but there is a lot of new players as well. And he did sort of allude to the fact that maybe it was just that little fear, but a fear of losing that maybe took over a little bit too much in the semi-final defeat. But we remember straight after the game, the first thing Carl McGregor done was round up all the boys, take them back round and give them a, a sort of calm, talking to us as if to say, right, we've lost the day, but we don't lose focus. So with that in mind, do you sort of foresee a start from Celtic, similar to what we've seen uh, in the match in February, where we blew them away in the first half?
3: Absolutely, I, I think that the fact we're going to have we're going to be at home, right? First and foremost, we're going to you're at your home ground and you've got the home support behind you. That's going to make a massive difference to their confidence and everything else and the energy. And I, I think that for for the first whistle to the last, we're going to be doing exactly as Angie says. We're not going to stop. It's going to be relentless, and I think we're going to put them under a lot of pressure. The, now remember as well, Rangers are missing quite a few key players, and I think that that's going to hurt them quite a bit. And I think we can take full advantage of it. But I completely agree uh, with, with what Ross was saying about the referee situation. It needs to be done properly. And you need a strong referee, which I don't think beating is. And it's ridiculous he's even refereeing the game, but that's another story. I just think that we need the referee to just fucking do, play the game, man. Referee the game as it is. Don't let other players bully and get them. let them get away with Stupid tackles and shit like that. Because when things like that happen, it'll just descend into chaos. See? So, I'm hoping it's going to be refereed right. But I think that for the first whistle, we're definitely going to be the team on putting it on the pressure, and I think that they're going to struggle to cope with. It. And again, this, like you mentioned, Anthony, this is essentially a Champions League qualifier for us. Winning this game guarantees us. I mean, even if we lose the following in three games, which I don't think is going to happen, we're still got a superior goal difference. And it would take a miracle for them to catch that up. So the league, if we win on Sunday, the league is buying that it's done. I think we can all just agree that the league's done, no officially, but it's done without any doubt. So it's it's hugely important, and I think the Celtic players all know the importance of it and what it means to the position in terms of getting the league title, the Champions League for the next season, and what it means to the fans and everything else. All that will be I think in it. the fact we're at home. I think is going to play into their hands as well. So I think that we're we're definitely going to come out and talk on Sunday, and I'm I'm, I'm I, like Ross says, it's you, you do get these sort of nerves. I'll probably feel them on Sunday morning, but it, as as it stands at the minute, I'm confident.
0: Thanks, so well, Would you agree with the, with the sort of with what John's saying there in terms of? It maybe was more nerves at Hamden, and we, we all watched the game uh, together, the semi-final. And I don't, although we were, you know, pretty confident on the Friday night. By the time the game came around at Hamden, it definitely that we felt that there just wasn't something particularly quite right on the day. Obviously, we took the we opened the scoring, and we thought perhaps we're just going to see this game out. But Rangers, you know, in all credit to them, they found another gear and they managed to to turn <clears> the <throat> match around. Do you sense at the moment, just from the way Ange talked in the media today, and Cal McGregor, and just even the way we dealt with Ross County quite professionally on Sunday as well, that lightning's not going to strike twice, and Celtic are going to be more willing to go for this encounter?
1: I think so, mate. Um, I, I agree with the guys, uh, and I think I said that on the choos- in, in the pod after the after the uh, semi final. That, uh, and I said it to Ross before the game. Uh, it's so strange because the league game two weeks previous, I was like super, super confident we were going to beat them. And then the semi-final, for some reason, that uh, you're right, there was, there was I don't know if what it is, but I was just I turned to Ross at the start of the game. I don't know if you remember Ross, and I was like, Hi. I don't know why I just don't. And, and by the way, the game in between we absolutely trounced the uh, I think it Was seven hundred one? So
0: it's you St. think we Johnson, would yeah, be, even yeah. I, we think we'd be even more
1: confident? you think we would be even more confident for some reason? I wasn't. And I don't know if that was the case with the team. I don't know if it's because uh, it's it's Hamden and it's a one game knockout and and that's uh, obviously there's a bit more pressure there. But um, I, again, I'm super confident. Like I think even if we, we lose the game, we're still so far ahead that we, with the goal difference as well. I don't think we're we're, we're dropping this league. So excuse me. Um, yeah, super confident. Like the boys, we're at home. Get the crowd going again. I don't think Ange needs to say much more than you, you, we've got far better players, we have a, a far superior side, just go out in the pitch and show it.
0: <laughs> God, what are you like, Alistair? <laughs> you know, we don't win our walk. What do you like, my man? Some boy, Sonia, um, it's the same, just what, what Ricky was saying there on the, on the comments section as well. And uh, I can't remember who, who the other uh, guy was, Rob just saying about the biggest worry is just defensively on the wings. Um, And obviously, if we were to lose Ralston, that would definitely be, you know, if we we are short at right back, there's no there's no two ways about it. If you lose, you know, an international footballer and, you know, a guy who's, you know, had a fantastic season and just kept his head down and Tony and right back would definitely be an issue. And that's somewhere I would imagine Rangers would look to exploit with, you know, the likes of, of Ryan Kent and uh, players like that. But and just just before we go any further, guys, just what to say, it's unbelievable the some of the comments that are coming in the night from far and wide. We've got guys from Ireland just up the road and then we've got guys from Australia as well tuning in. So you say, Ross, that it's just the worldwide appeal of the endless Celts. We're just, we're, we're, we've <laughs> we can't be missed. <laughs>
3: And John is saying the same comes up. Aye, Ross, you sleep him, sir. What, Not what, you did you
2: again, sir? Of what did you ask me? I thought you were talking about the comments. I a
0: praise for our worldwide audience. Oh, I just I, I didn't think you were going to ask me to
2: comment on that.
0: I'm just a football
2: guy. <laughs> aye, no, yeah, It's great that, that the amount of people are commenting on the show. Aye, uh, it's actually surreal. Uh, I just forget that. I forget user here. Apparently, never mind the guys in the, the comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but I uh, appreciate I everyone listening.
0: I don't know if uh, I don't know how uh, common knowledge this is, but one of our uh, regular <laughs> commentators Who's just below me on the screen tonight. Master Dobbin was recognised at the airport during the week, I and mean, this is it's unbelievable, mate. You're <laughs> a celebrity now.
1: Aye, and I feel be my man. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the comments. He should just say it.
3: the wife just I, laughed at me. If, if you're in the
1: chat, I put comment. it in the comments. If you're in,
3: <laughs>
1: just oh, in a full beamer normal. in the Edinburgh Airport, man, sitting at Weatherspoons with a pint with the wife. Boy comes up.
0: Tell <laughs> you between, ro- ro- uh, really they're getting day. asked for selfies and John. You know, you know, schmoozing with Hollywood. Royalty, tell you we're, we're moving up in the world boys But we never forget where we came
2: from That's the Oh I can't do this man <laughs>
0: <laughs> No listen honestly
2: yeah. I,
3: I, will, I will say though To everybody that has been tuning in And, and continues to tune in Because we're starting to see names are coming up regularly Guys are obviously tuning in regularly and The support's been incredible so Aye, it's unreal, because when we started this, it was an abysmal season, we didn't you know, we, we'd done it just because we, we couldn't get together because of COVID and all the rest of it, and we couldn't really talk about Celtic, and we, that's what we loved in. so it gave us a platform to do that, and we shared it online, eh, and it's just grew into this thing, and it's sort of grew legs, and it's, we're kind of running with it, so I appreciate everybody who's taking the time to watch this week in, week out.
0: Are still the most listened to Celtic podcast in Mozambique, aye? I think we are. Aye,
3: <laughs> it's actually. Listen, I know you're saying that and we're laughing, but the, the stats don't lie, sir.
0: So on the data, my man. So on the data. The, so uh, anyway, back to the back to the action on Sunday. And uh, a bit well, self-indulgence there. Ah, oh, just <laughs> Friday night mate. So, st- staying with the derby. Well, there's one big question uh that I think can generate a bit of debate, even before we get to the agree to disagree section. And that is, who of our potential player of the years up front should start? Should it be Kyogo leading the line? Or should Big George's Yakimakis be brought straight back into the fold?
1: This is such a tough question because I like I've, I go back and forth and I know the guys touched on it on Tuesday and I, on it, I, I just think it's so difficult to choose between the two. Um, but we talk about playing the game but rather than like your, your your strongest side, let's say, and um, I, I think I would have to go with Jacka just because in the the two previous, uh, before the last, he absolutely bullied the two defenders. I, I I honestly think the team most weeks pick itself, other than Roggett or O'Reilly, and the two boys up front for me. Uh, I just think it's such a tough decision, and I reckon the gaffer's probably going back and forth as well. Uh, I'll, I'll probably change my mind 17 times between now and Sunday, but I think the big man needs to get the nod, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if Kyogo's fully fit, fully there yet. I know last week he missed a few chances that he probably should have buried. Saying that, I think at the start of the season he was missing chances he should have scored and he was still banging in hat tricks and the rest of it. So um, it'll be difficult. It's a difficult decision. Uh, but like Franny said on uh, Tuesday night, Either one of them's in, I'm going to be happy. Whatever team sheet comes out, as long as one of them's playing up top, I'll be a happy boy.
0: It's a good conundrum to have, Ross, but um, so that's one vote for Giacomakis. Are you going with the same, um, or are
2: you you're going go the team? I, I'm, I'm much like Willie in the sense that whoever whoever's in, you're going to be happy. But for me, purely based on He's played twice against them and won both games. I think Rangers are going to be physical again and I think we need every bit of physical presence on that part that we can possibly get. I think we missed him massively in the semi-final for that physical presence because we can't let them bully us like they, they did in that last game and I know the referee did not help, but for me, you go Giacomakis purely for his physicality eh, and I think he's probably... He only needs one chance. I think Kyogo maybe needs one or two. I think for the, the, the get him on for the first part. And I think it, I think it was telling that Kyogo had sixty minutes on Sunday, and Jacob had half an hour. And I said to Franny before that game, "I, I, I think he'll reverse it and he'll give Jacob the sixty, Kyogo the 30. And I think, I for me, I, I, Kyogo, I love him. He bits a day. And I think he can, come on to the, I can, he can come on in that game. And I think it's probably going to eat into what you're going to touch on a bit later on. But I think for me, you start Giacomakis. And then when you bring Kyogo on, for me, you start Rogic as well. And then when you bring Kyogo on later on in the game, I think you bring O'Reilly on at the same time. And O'Reilly is more likely to find a Kyogo run than anybody else in the team. I think he, he, he comes in, he's got if he's got a pass, whereas Rogic can find space and do magical things. I, I, I just think, get Jacob Marcus on that part to start with. Get a foothold in the game, a physical presence, don't let them bully you, get on top of them, then unleash Kyle later on when they're on Ackert and battered and bruised. <laughs> You're swotting. You're swotting. So that's John, that is uh, two
0: votes for Big GG. Are you going the same way or are you going for the man from Japan?
3: Nah, listen, I said that, I touched on it briefly on Tuesday. Um, I think that Jackie Marcus has to be the man to start. And as William says, you need it's a, an, an element of playing the fixture, right? I mean, it's going to be a very physical game. Uh, Rangers, with Bassey, Goldson, and all these other guys, Lundstrom and all that, they're going to be going to bully players. So starting Kyogo doesn't benefit us, I don't think. Uh, I mean, he's more than capable of scoring goals, absolutely. But I think the physicality that Giacomo Marcus offers certainly is going to benefit us. Um, so I, I, it would make sense to sort of start him. And we, you've seen how much we missed him in the, the cup game. In the, the previous two games that Giacomo uh, Marcus has played in and started in with one. So I, I think he definitely offers us some. And like I said, it's going to be a physical game. We're going to need that and the <clears> because I think we're going to be pressing them quite a bit. We're going to be pressing high and we're going to need that presence. Uh, but I, as Ross and that says, and as we'll continue to touch on, having the option of bringing a Kyogo on, off the bench, if he doesn't start, maybe Angel throw a wee spanner on the works and start where Maeda or Kyogo, somebody says, or whatever the case may be. The, the fact we've got all these options available is, but I think that Kyogo comes on, like you says, with 30 minutes to go, Rangers players are on tired legs, and then that's when they can start doing some damage. And I agree, O'Reilly is the perfect guy, if he doesn't start, to, to, to sort of feed the cool go or a Turnbull even, because I think Turnbull's capable mm-hmm. as well. But aye, it, it has to be, Jack and has to start for me. And What a January well, win they uh,
1: by uh, the way. It's incredible, man. Because but... I remember before Christmas, see when we were talking about this, that, that derby game before Christmas, or the New Year derby game, and then... Um, they were talking about moving the fixture. I remember being on this podcast and at the time saying, because uh, there was doubts of Kyogo and Rogic playing because there might be an international duty. And I remember saying, if we we don't have the two guys, we're like it's, we cannot go into the game without the two. It's impossible. Whereas now you can drop these two guys and there's there's two other guys in there, just as suitable and just and, and, and you're more than happy to go. With it. It's it's absolutely bonkers the, the January window we've had and the, the way the team is now. I think it's brilliant start of the season you told me if I was having a debate about Kyogo and somebody
0: else starting, I'd have laughed at you. It <laughs> every single day. It's just been one of the yeah. kind of mad mental years, isn't it? Well it's just everything's just it's not even necessarily went the way you expected it to in, in, in any way. Um but of course most thing most important thing we're happy about is that <laughs> we're sitting pretty at the top. So guys and I was going to say the same i believe it or not, I was going to... yeah so it's a unanimous four 0 uh, for the start and hopefully when the, the big debate uh, section comes up in a, a wee moment <laughs> uh, we might get a, generate a wee bit more but um, just to, to round up the, the Derby uh, the sort of Derby sort of preview I'm just going to do our usual lineup and predictions but I'm going to do it just now before we switch into the agree to disagree section so uh, I'll just go around the board so Ross um, start with yourself mate with your your full line-up and your score prediction
2: um. So again, like we say every week, the the, the back five pickets sale sell pretty much. Uh, um, Hart, Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, Taylor. The midfield Ange had avoided the day in his uh, presser that uh, beat on was okay. Was he was back <laughs> eighty nine pounds? Kyle <Kyogo> stars. <laughs> 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 he probably will. By the way. But I wouldn't start him. But um aye the midfield three beat on Angela did to the day that he's uh, he's he's available. I don't he's been injured, so it's highly unlikely he would start. I think he'll go with <clears throat> or I would probably go with McGregor, Hatate, and I would go with Rogic for the reasons I outlined earlier on there. And uh, my front three would be now, I thought long and hard about this because I'm worried about I'm worried about uh, the threat of Ryan Kent up against Ralston. I worry about that. I, I've woke up three or four times this week in cold sweats about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, it does worry me, and I, I thought for a wee minute and and thought to myself. With a with a play for us just for his like to double up on Kent just because he would track back a bit more but we're going to, we're going to try and win a league title here we're going to try and put it to bed so no I'm going Jota on the right take the game to them because we're a better team Jot on the right Maeda on the left and the big man Giacomakis through in the middle
0: nice one and what's your score going
2: to be? <sighs> oh, um. I'm going to say that we're going to come out the traps flying, smell blood and do what we done to them in the last game at Parkhead and I'm going to go 4-1 Celtic.
0: Oh, I'd oh. take that, man. I'd take that, absolutely. I'm sure. uh, sure. down to yourself, John. Line-up, score prediction. Let's I, go. D- Like you say,
3: Hart, Taylor, <clears throat> Vickers, Staffelt. Uh, well, we know Ralston obviously it's been out. Um, I kind of disagree though uh, in the midfield. I, I would start O'Reilly um, mm. ahead of Roggets because Roggets for me. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that he's no capable because <coughs> you know, he, can, he can turn it on at any point, but he's been off the boil for me for the last couple of games, and I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe he just needs a rest. And I agree with that for, for whatever reason. I think that that might play uh, that might play into it, and O'Reilly will probably start. Uh, that being said, Mac as well and Hatati, even though Hatati also says he's absolutely gubbed and he needs a rest. Uh, but I can see that that being the sort of midfield free. And again, when you're coming to the front free, it has to be Yaku Marquez leading the line. Um, and I, 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 this is something that I didn't initially think about, but you mentioned obviously, Ross, there, the threat that Ryan Kent poses and, and having somebody on that right side who is going to track back and help. Do you think that maybe switching Maeda out to the right just to see? Because we know how he, he can track back And we know his pace mm-hmm. And he, he If he's chasing If he's if he's like Constantly buzzing about Kent And gaining him problems Then That could certainly nullify that threat But he's also offering something on the right I don't think he's moving them out To the uh, left uh, to right Is going to struggle So having Jota on the left And Maeda on the right Just to try and negate that threat
2: But like then you've option, got Tavenier On the other side Who's probably will uh, most turn dangerous him inside player. Out. I know But it's going the other way He's, he's more of a threat Going Taylor. the other way
3: I'm confident Taylor I'll hold him up <laughs> listen, I, uh, By the way I, I, I
2: like your I like your th- <laughs> I like your thinking you John It's it's crossed my mind as well Um, About my Maeda But I think he's got to look after Tavernier Aye. But, but uh, In listen, the same there, vein I think well, those about, Are going to start up front talking, anyway uh, See if you're what
1: talking what? about that then And you're wanting another plan You're wanting somebody That'll track back And all the rest of it What about my Maeda right Kyle left
3: Again, another and that's
2: this, I think you so lose that, Kyle. Go out there, man.
3: You do, to, to an extent. Aye, I agree. But, I wouldn't go with it. I just, it's just thrown in.
1: Aye, it's just uh, about, but the fact you're even able to bit, have that because discussion because Kyle, Kyle will, will track back and he'll take Tav right to his own corner flag and nibble at his ankles all day as well, just like my Maeda does. So
2: uh, it's just for just it's thought. for debate purposes, William. Yes. I think one of the
3: things that plays into our favor here is. The fact we even have these options, because let's say we start the game, yep. you're, you're maybe 25-30 minutes <clears throat> in, and maybe, Kent is causing problems, you've got the option of switching players, Jota and Maeda, you can switch them or see how it works, switch them mm-hmm. back, and they won't know how to counter that, so it, it I mean, it, it, again, it just shows that the quality we've got, the depth we've got, but that would be, uh, the front three, Jack and Marcus, Jota. That's not a coincidence, uh, by the way. No, I think that's Ange knows... Ange just oh, I... these guys in knowing <clears throat> that they can play in a in
1: a that's
2: variety of positions
3: Aye, absolutely Aye. they've done and it like good
0: humorous I, I was going to say 3-0 I ain't got will bet that 3-0 game I'll take that I'll take that big, two big high scoring predictions for Celtic Wally you going to make it a hard trick what's your line up and score
1: yes I am I am um, I'm the exact same with Ross and, and I was I'm, I'm the exact same opinion of him as I was going to bring it up as well that I think that <laughs> bringing on O'Reilly and <laughs> Attrick, Paul Dyer. How do you pronounce that again,
2: Ross? Paul, you know? <laughs> Paul, <Dier. laughs> Paul Jett. Paul Dyer. Paul
1: Jett. Me and him are singing together. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was going to bring up the point, Ross. I think he's bang on. I, I, like, I love O'Reilly. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar for us. And I think him and Kyle coming on after about an hour or so. Um, I think they can do the damage after it. But I, I think this is a point that's been brought up. The Jeds brought up as well, by the way. Bad shout. And I think I'm not so sure. I, the only thing I think about Turnbull in there is we talk about losing midfield battles because they're physical. Right. And I, I, I think hatati has got the physical side of him, and I, I'm not so sure if Turnbull's got that. He's more a flair player and a number ten. So, um, but I can see him in there in, in the future, definitely. And do I we know if he, Beton's he's, available? He's by he's the over. way.
2: Uh, you, you just shut work, off when I talk <laughs> I,
1: was, I was I was channelling Ross did I I'm the no, so I am the same the usual back the, obviously the back five and I'm the I'm Kalmac, Hatate and Rogic in midfield with Jot on the right Maeda left and Giacomakis up front and I'm going 3-1 Celtic
0: you want, we'll take that, we'll take that And uh, so I, I've actually so went for exciting. the same team uh, To be <laughs> honest Hart, Taylor, Bickers, Staffbelt, Ralston, McGregor, Hatati Rogic, Jot on the right Mayuda on the left and big Yakimakis Up front, That's, that was my initial uh, Thoughts, but some great uh, some great Opinions there, some coming through in the comments As well, I think one of even the guys even Suggested Kyogo in the number 10 That would certainly be interesting, mm-hmm. especially if you had Big uh, Yakimakis up front as well these are the options, this, is, uh, this is what Ange gets paid the bucks for and he's uh, delivered pretty much perfectly the last uh, the last season so he's hoping for more of the same on Sunday. I'm going to stick with my I'm going to go uh, a wee bit more, I'm going to go my hassle free too and I'll, I'll be very happy with that as long as we're uh, victorious, that's the most important thing. That's, that's it, good. Absolutely. absolutely, and good luck to the boys on Sunday. But just for a wee bit of fun, boys, got a couple of quick Subjects that I'm just wanting to bring in shamelessly <laughs> borrowed from Lad Bible. Uh, I don't know if anyone's watched it recently. It's a fantastic series called "The we- Key to Disagree." Basically, um, pundits, uh, podcasters, ex-players, uh, usually in the run up to a big game, get asked a, a question um, relating to to, to to the club um, of their choice, and it's usually. You know, Man United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, whatever. We've given it a little Scottish persuasion uh, tonight. So basically, I'm just going to ask a question. There's four options, and then you've just got to justify your answer. Um, And that's it. As I say, won't take, shouldn't take too long. But it's just a wee, a wee bit of fun just to round off the show on a Friday night. So I'm going to come to you, William, first for this. So question one: Agree to disagree. Do you either strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree that Celtic winning the league this year is bigger and more important than 10 in a
1: row? um, I'm going to disagree. You disagree? Okay.
0: Not strongly,
1: just just disagree. disagree. That's very (laughs) close for me, but... I mean that was that was the messiah that was that was the holy grail wasn't it? Then um, I don't think I think Bayern have just done it, but I don't know if any other clubs have have ever done it. I think that's that's that is like we say that is the the holy grail. So I I think and and remembering how devastated I was when we didn't do it last year, but I totally see the point. This year's been massive, and the turnaround in the squad has been unbelievable. And the gaffers the one to thank for all of that. So, aye, nah. I no, I think if I had the choice between the two, it would have to
0: be the ten. <clears throat> ten. Okay, doc. Uh, Ross, care to offer an agreed or disagreed opinion?
2: Same question. Um, I would say disagree as well. Uh, I again, I like Willie said. I, I don't think you can downplay how much Neil Lennon said that. He thinks we we wanted it too much. He might be right. It was it was so important, and you believed for years. When Faye Rogers came in, we were singing about he's got to be there for ten in a row. It was so important. It was massive. We all wanted it, and it would have been historical, and another wee piece of history in our long unbroken history. But yeah, automatic qualification for the Champions League, forty million prize pot money all the rest of it, it doesn't compare to being able to say to them we've done nine, we've done ten we didn't quite get there but step one is complete almost so we're, we're back on the trail <laughs> uh, Very well
0: argued Ross uh, John, same question
3: yeah, I have to agree with the boys. I, I mean, there's nothing I can really add to that, that's any different than that. Yeah. I think you're pretty much anything you well? you're probably going to get the same answer. But what I will say is, is that given the position we're in now, if you, well, I'm, I'm fighting that. Sorry, I was going to ask it. I was going to propose the question in a different way, but <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Fuck it, right? No, so fuck let's it. let's see. <laughs> Let's say if you were offered, right, and again, obviously, winning 10 Just was a deal, as you said. <laughs> if you were offered the chance, if you were to say, right, Celtic guaranteed the 10, but you don't win 11, and Rangers win that this year and the automatic Champions League in the 40 million, would you still take it if that was offered to you? Would the 10 still be well, This was going to be my aye.
0: exact argument uh against ah. why I why I agreed with my question <laughs> rather than disagreed. Um and th- and I'll maybe go into question two, which is a wee bit more left field, but I think has the same <laughs> uh, reasoning why. I think hear your
3: reasoning why though. I,
0: he's, I, he's I, I, I would it. say if somebody had said to me during <laughs> lockdown when we were when we got the nine in a row, right, ten's going no gonna happen. It's gonna be an absolute disaster and you're going to look like you're pretty much in the ashes. But then, as a caveat, you were promised what was going to happen this year. I'll be honest, I would have taken it. Because I think, as, but you, listen, and we, we joke, you could have put the number 10 on any piece of merchandise in the Celtic Superstore that would have sold out. I totally agree with that. And I'm on board with the 10 in a row as any other supporter. I mean, uh, the, the thought of doing it was... As Neil N says, maybe we wanted it too much. But we're just the current generation of supporters, and I think basically we want, yeah, and that Jed, you're absolutely bang on. Um can I can I change my it. can I change my answer? <laughs> 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 Jed. Basically, if, if you win the 10 in a row, but then let's just say that the, the seasons happened in reverse, right? Just say we had the 10 in a row and then what happened in the ten and a row season happened this season, like you said, John. Rangers, Rangers would have, and their media partners would have very easily dismissed their t- achievements of the ten, and they would be forty million pound better off. And although it's a lot, but it, it, it's about the next phase of Celtic's history. And as much as the ten would have been historic, four consecutive trebles is uh, not a bad return either. Um, and the thing is, is, we may never get the chance to do it again. That's right. But for me, I think it's always, the most important thing is always that the and a healthy, sound footing, which is why I think it's better. If, if you'd have given me the option of having these two seasons to happen, but which way they were going to go, I would have sacrificed the 10 for what I would argue is the greater good.
3: Absolutely.
2: That's a very
1: That's why you're idea. a Jedi yeah, and we're yeah. all like tough knobs.
2: <laughs> 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 <Darth Nobs.
0: laughs> so, let's see if, I'm a, not well, let's see if we can of a, a debate here. So this is where the caveat <laughs> that, like we say, we're, we're we're very much ahead in the league, right? We barring a disaster, Celtic are going to win the league this year. And thanks to our um, Merseyside cousins, it looks, uh, taking care of business against Villarreal, it looks like we're going to be automatically in the Champions League next season. So the next question is, and I'm going to come to you first, Ross, for this one. As I say, we imagine that the estimate that it's going to be a £40 million windfall for participation in next year's tournament. My argument is... Celtic should set aside a large chunk of that prize money rather than transfers or wages and start putting bricks in the ground and get the hotel built and Lennox Town upgraded. You, what's your thoughts? Uh, uh, so so
2: you, your argument is you, you think we should invest some of that £40 million into the training ground and the ho- building the hotel Rather than into the, the playing squad.
0: Yeah, of course, there would still be money available for players, but shall we say the transfer budget would be affected by it if Celtic were to, not well, I would say prioritise, but if they would at least, even if they were to make a start on it.
2: I strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. I, okay. I strongly disagree because I think that the journey we're on. Ange Posticoglu has got a, a vision in mind. I think he wants to make inroads in Europe. It's probably not realistic that we're going to win the Champ well, it's not realistic that we're going to win the Champions League. But I think in Angie's head, he believes it can be achieved. I just think he, that's the way he thinks. And to do that, he he wants to get the player, the the type of player in that he wants. Whether the board will allow that is another thing, but I think first and foremost you have to back Ange and get the playing squad to where he wants it to be and then whatever's left over, because Celtic have got money anyway already, so it's not even like that £40 million is all you've got to work with that's just a massive boost to the coffers and it will help us along the way Uh, but off the back of the pandemic as well, you, you, you don't fully know the financial situation. Maybe that's why it's been put on hold just now, the, the talk of the hotel stuff, and that mm-hmm. I think it will happen. But I'm all about the team. If, if we've got a hotel, wonderful. We've not got a hotel, I can they give a shit. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's somewhere to tip after we, the
0: uh, after this Christmas party, you know? Mate, we'd have
2: say City Digs for a far cheaper amount than what you would pay to get into that Celtic hotel, and it went oh, listen, right if, on the bargain. If, to, if, Park if end. We had
0: to carry on the way we carried on in the flat that night in a Celtic oh. hotel, man, I'd get my season ticket taken
2: off me. Uh, but, I, uh, listen, I digress. Bring, bring in Saul back in and all the rest of it. Before you get a fancy hotel with a shitey breakfast.
0: <laughs> uh John, I'm gonna to come to you second on it. Um, what's your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I disagree as well. I think that the investment into the team is priority. It should be priority. Um Ange to the hill, just giving him what he needs to sort of build the team that he's obviously looking to do. But in saying that, that I mean, I'd still <coughs> think investment in the training facilities is is, is paramount as well. Um I think there's a lot of investment within the club, and it needs to be modernised, as, as we spoke about earlier on in the season. I think that that's not up for debate either. But aye, well, and well, listen, we've also seen what Ange can do with eh? a tighter budget and the kind of players he can bring in as well. But I think with a wee bit extra money behind them, eh, some of the signings he could probably bring in they will be even better.
0: And well, we, it, for me, it's a no-brainer. Nice one, and Wally. Last but not least, what's your <laughs> thoughts on the? Taking uh, some I'd of the love...
1: transfer budget out and getting some of the infrastructure put in. What's your thoughts? I'd, lo- I'd love to agree, but I
2: can't. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I yeah, I <laughs> disagree.
1: See the thing is, and, and, I, and John, I think the argument for agreeing is John's bang on. Um, Andrew's has already shown that he doesn't need, he doesn't need a massive budget mm-hmm. to to build a squad. And for me, I, I really don't think we need too much. To compete next year in Europe, I really don't. I think defensively we were a bit awful this year, but since then the, the partnership of the two centre halves has grown. I think we're more solid at the back. I, I for me on the summer, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we only had two or three signings anyway. But I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be decent money signings. <laughs> That's a good point, <laughs> by the way That's a very good point. I don't know what yes, Abramovich what is up to
0: these days. You know he can. Uh, <laughs> <up there. laughs>
1: you've, been, you've been watching too much Ozark. Is it? Was it Paul that said this, <laughs> the message for Ozark for this uh,
2: thing? Yeah, possibly. Aye. No. I'll yeah, build it.
1: We'll too
0: much Ozark. Aye
2: we'll, I, aye, we'll we'll build I, it.
0: Not
2: just, just go and get a
0: hotel. See okay, it. Just just, just build build do. it.
2: What there, just go stare at Just build it. Go get, just, go get <laughs> just go get Ross.
1: Just go get Ross. Just go stare at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but for me, investment in, in and the, the training, it's not as if Lennox Town is an absolute shithole, is it? It's like it's up there, it's very, very good uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. So, for me, the money needs to go into the squad. Um, because we haven't, he's Andrew hasn't spent much in, the, what he's, in, in what he's built. Imagine if he's got a bit more money behind him and he can splash the cash a bit more. <laughs> imagine what he can do then. But, um, it's going right. to be, it's going to need to be a very good player to get into this squad. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what the summer brings but for me and as a fan we're always banging on about biscuit tins and all the rest of it we always want to see investment in the team and, and the squad that's what we're here for and that's what we're watching every week so unfortunately it's going to have to be a di- I wouldn't strongly disagree I thought Ross was a bit harsh there to be
0: fair but putting it so I he's Mark Brown. Ross is a strong disagree. John and Molly uh,
2: are a disagree listen I, I tell you I'm a up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I must admit before we we, we wrap up, I'll I'll give you my argument why I um, agree with it in terms of, uh, you know, as I say, I thought it would be a bit more um, (laughs) contentious, but it's three against one on both here. I'll go back to when Fergus took over and he was faced with the same sort of dilemma. Um, Do you rebuild the stadium or do you invest significantly in the squad and a lot of the, the 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 absolute majority at the time was saying, you know, just by the players, Fergus. He, he's quoted the saying by the by the players, Fergus will stand in the mud. A fair argument, a fair argument that I would absolutely agree with. But his argument was he went, you've got to have a tool, you've got to have something symbolic to attract the next generation of, of player, because you could see at that time that football wasn't just going to be about the terracing or or, or whatever. Fergus was way ahead of his time, and I feel that. The an upgrade on Lennox Town. Ronnie Dyla often joked uh, made the argument about. I think it, it was quoted at about two and a half, three million for one of these all-surface indoor. I can't remember the exact term for it. But it was almost like a big bubble tent kind of thing, and you could adjust um, the temperature to simulate different plane conditions. So you could do like you know, the heat of Savile or the the cold of Russia. And you think for you know for two and a half million quid, you know that's you, you know that's Less than half what you were going to pay for um a Jot or a Carter Vickers. How do you create the
2: graveyard the Ibrox? Is that
0: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> it. And it's just uh, I just think seeing Celtic and I'm not saying don't sign players, of course of course I'm not. But I think <clears throat> sort of symbols like that, having the best training facility and seeing the next sort of big infrastructure being built. I think what that would do in terms of uh, sort of morale for our uh, friends across the city, would just see that we're we're already three, four steps ahead. We've got the financial um muscle to do it. But of course you've got to marry that up with with, with Celtic, but um, with the, with the squad being sort of improved upon as well. But I think there is I don't think they don't have to necessarily be mutually exclusive. And I think if we were to actually just say, no, do you know what we're building it? And we're getting on with it. I just think it could then end up being a, a nice cycle rather than a vicious one. where here. We are saying, mate. We're so far ahead mm-hmm. that qualifying for the Champions League becomes more of the the rule rather than the exception, uh, so to speak. Um, mm. So that's just that's just my take on it. I might uh, I might pen a wee article supporting that and see if James Peel publish it uh, in the course <laughs> season see. It. See how I go, but no, that that was good, boys. I thought uh, I just Can got I ask one? Can I out out. another
1: one. I'm pretty sure everybody's no. going to be in agreement anyway. But I'd like to I'd like to hear because we we all talked about how the ten was like the holy grail. Mm-hmm. We won a quadruple treble there, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable achievement. I don't think it'll ever be seen again. Would you, if you could swap swap that for the ten?
0: No. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, Ross was no, I, to wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. No, the, 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 I, I was why to know who you were talking to. for. <laughs> the, 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 those, uh, <laughs> those days are, are days, and don't be wrong; it would have been the, the, the ten, and especially if you can imagine, if we'd have won the ten, it would have been where we were still on a partial lockdown, and that it would never have been quite the same. You know, the same memories. The day we'd done the invincible treble, the double treble. God, the tre- I keep saying it, Wally, I'm still no. sober up for that day with you with no. the treble treble. <laughs> Ten consecutive trophies against Rangers. Uh, and then, you know, one in the nine equal in the Lions. And then of course uh, albeit behind closed doors. But we certainly raised a few glasses when we when we, you know, cemented the quadruple treble. I it is it's, it's some that'll never be Achieved again, no, no other team in Scotland will ever do 12 out of 12, unless it's us, as far as I'm concerned. So, I
1: totally so, agree. I, I, I thought I, it'd be interesting because we talk about that, and, and like us growing up and the folklore and that, that, like that is the be all and end all for us. 10 in a row is like the holy grail, but and for me, in the past five years, we've achieved far more than that. Mm-hmm. And like what we've achieved has been nothing short of like miraculous, and uh. I think sometimes people forget that. I think it's like like we should be um it's just acceptance that we, we should be winning all these trophies. And even so and, and, and in a way this year it's been the same. <coughs> even before that semifinal, I'm expecting us to win this treble this year. And I don't know if that's because of the, the the previous but um these the not, not yeah, they're not they're not easy to win. Um they're not easy to win and at the time, it looked easy for us, but it's 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 not. And we, like we've got to remember, obviously the Rangers are our um, our closest rivals. They were they weren't in the league for a long long time, and we still weren't winning them. Uh, I yeah. think that shows how difficult it is, and what we did is nothing short of miraculous. So I think sometimes we, we we harp on about this ten in a row a bit too much, mm-hmm. and it's it's the pinnacle and it's the the, the the holy grail. But what we achieved in the last five six years has been. Nothing short of incredible and for me far surpasses that and everybody's in agreement so I think that's I, I, it's would, cool I would
2: agree with that and, and yeah. uh, I always remember like well I mean there there you go there's say uh, what's getting said there well there I always remember um, when we were doing the the trebles like well you look the now right Bayern Munich have won 10 in a row right so that, that's a team that's done it I don't think anybody else has won 4 trebles in a row to my knowledge not,
0: no, no, no team had ever won um, PSG and I believe Total Network Solutions in Wales had done double trebles aye. Um, no team had ever done a treble treble no team <laughs> Total trebles Network trebles. Solutions
1: I, uh, I'm I know eh no, as, as, as a team, no. I tried I to keep a straight Ross. face here, but I was like nah I'm still <laughs> waiting
2: for
1: Ross to go that day aye <laughs> <laughs> no
2: but um that that quadruple treble we'll never do. when we done the double treble i remember celebrating and screaming in folks faces we'll never see the likes say that again <laughs> this is like you can tell you. your grandmains about that and then the following I mean, year we up. done the treble treble i but it's true <laughs> I know, there's I know. nobody there's no when you actually think about it right you could win ten leagues in a row, right? You could because you're financially better off in whatever, right? Over the course of a season and a league title, you can afford to lose x amount of games, however well. Excuse me, the second team is doing at the time, but to win that amount of cups alongside is it's it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and it'll never be equal, never be matched and we done it and I think, ladies have sort of alluded to, it gets slightly diminished in the media mm-hmm. uh, and, and possibly the support the sections, of the support, it's support itself because we didn't do the 10 because we didn't do the 10 in that disappointment, it's, it's there it's etched in the memory but then when you take yourself back to winning four trebles in a row it's Incredible! It's it's an achievement like no other. I don't and anybody can try and paint the narrative that Rangers were weaker. They were, but you still have to win all the cup games. Mm-hmm. However many it was, I can't mind thirty, forty odd cup games without losing. Mm-hmm. It's incredible.
1: When they were in the third division, we
3: weren't doing it. Never
1: mind Aye. the weaker side that's here now. So, Aye. I mean,
0: exactly. they,
3: they, even even we how weak we were last year, they could only win. St. Johnson won too, for fuck's
0: sake. Mm. Well, I keep saying it, St. Johnson, the most successful side in Scotland in twenty, <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we can end it. But we'll be the most successful side in Scotland this year when the league comes back to paradise. But uh, in terms of the show, thanks for the agreed to boys. That was a good wee laugh. We'll be that back in the future. But well, in terms of the show for tonight, I think that's uh, pretty much us done. Have uh, you enjoyed yourselves tonight?
3: As yep. Immensely.
0: What's that,
2: Wally? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're a
0: dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But a huge thanks again to uh, the boys for, for joining us tonight. A big thanks again to everybody for watching and tuning in. As I say, I appreciate it. Uh, Nice weather tonight and, uh, you know, Oxark and whatever's on the telly. So it's, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody that tunes in, gets okay. involved. And, uh, of course, before we go, we always have to say, spread the word. That's that's how the show will grow and it'll get more uh, recognition, guys. Just um, if you haven't already, hit the we subscribe button and the wee bell notification. It'll let you know anytime we go live. Um, we're also on Spotify as well. So just nip over and if you like what you're hearing, Give it a wee uh, five-star review uh, because, again, it gets good traction. And like I always say, it actually counts for something rather than certain other places that use five stars. Um, That means absolutely hee-haw. And um, as I say, thanks again to the boys. Enjoy your bank holiday weekend. And here's hoping those Monday hangovers are celebrationary ones uh, rather than commissary ones. Good luck to Celtic on Sunday. And in the words of our captain, Stephen, stay well and keep safe. Eu réu